Good morning. This is the blog post for the 18th of March in this Lent of 2022. And today we're thinking about death and resurrection. The only scars in heaven. The atoning sacrifice of Christ on the cross, dying in our place, paying the price of sin and defeating evil, so reconciling us with God. The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first fruits of our resurrection, his ascension to the Father and his reign and mediation as the only saviour of the world. These are the latest of the uh, statements of faith that we're exploring in this Lent season. Now last week's blog ended with these words, this week life, next week death, but don't worry, it ends well. So listen on, do not fear, it does end well. And if anything that uh, we share today affects you, then please do contact me. Our new constitution is now established and it has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes, wrote Benjamin Franklin in 1789 of the US Constitution. Once, when teaching a class about pension fund accounting, don't ask, I was explaining the role of the actuary. They are people who work out the percentage chance we're going to die, I said, to which a comedian in the back row said, surely that's 100%, isn't it? Part of life is that it ends. And yet, we do not talk about death enough, its reality, its impact, its cost to those who are left behind its meaning to those who depart. We're currently running the bereavement journey, which is a place to talk about loss and bereavement once it has happened. It has impacted many in a very positive way. Grave Talk was a Church of England initiative launched a few years ago to provide the space and conversation starters to allow people to explore and think about these things before it happens. People of all ages have gathered to talk and share their thoughts about death, dying and funerals. Grave Talk is a cafe, so there's always tea and cake. So goes the advertising for it on the Church of England website. As Christians, we need a theology of life, but we also need a theology of death. What happens when we die is a key question. It is one that they asked in the early church and was a source of anxiety even in the shadow of the resurrection of Jesus. Resurrection didn't make sense and it's almost unbelievable now, but let's explore here what the Bible says. Firstly, Paul told the Corinthians that without resurrection there is no faith. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul reminds the church of what is of first importance. That if Christ was not raised, then faith is futile. But Christ was indeed raised from the dead. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. This has to be true for all of our faith to make sense. As I've said many times, if they find Jesus' body, we're stuffed. Christ came as the second Adam. And just as the first man made a selfish choice that separated him and us from God. The second Adam, Jesus, came to bring us back to him. 
through his own selfless sacrificial death. But more than that, his resurrection means that we die and are resurrected. John 3.16 and its promise of eternal life to those who believe is fulfilled through this. Secondly, we see Paul describing what Jesus' coming again will look like. Paul wanted the Thessalonian church not to be uninformed. He told them that the Lord will come, will raise the dead first and those still alive to meet the Lord in the air. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians 4. The Thessalonian church were worried about those who had died before Jesus came again, for they expected that to be soon. Paul comforts them by reminding them that both the dead and the alive are raised up to meet the Lord. And then finally in this section, John describes the new creation and we find this in his vision which is shared in the book of Revelation. John's vision had all before the throne of God being judged and then a new heaven and earth are made and there is no separation from God symbolized by the crystal sea being removed. A new dwelling place where he is God and we are his people and famously he will wipe away every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away we find this in revelation chapters 20 and 21. adam's banishment from paradise is restored in a perfect eternity in which all sorrow pain and death is removed and god's people are restored to be with him forever now, casting crowns, including a song on their latest album that reflects all that we have said so far. And here are some of the words. If I had only known the last time would be the last time, I would have put off all the things I had to do. I would have stayed a little longer, held on a little tighter. Now, what I give for one more day with you. Because there's a wound here in my heart where something's missing and they tell me that it's going to heal with time but i know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased and knowing yours are healed is healing mine the only scars in heaven they won't belong to me and you there'll be no such thing as broken and all the old will be made new and the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, is that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. In other words, those who remain in faith and choose to submit to Christ are destined for the inheritance that is the fulfilled kingdom. And the only scars in that new heaven will be on the hands of the one who died for our sins. All other hurts and pain and even the reminders of past hurts and pain will be removed. The song is a story of someone preparing for a loved one's death. It is full of sorrow, but it's also full of hope. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, is that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. All of this is consistent with our basis of faith this week. 
the atoning sacrifice of Christ on the cross dying in our place. Our theology of death has to reflect the death of Jesus in these most horrible of circumstances, an injustice designed to bring mercy and salvation. The Good Friday experience is a place to dwell a while and not hurry on. Paying the price of sin and defeating evil, so reconciling us with God, eradicating the sources of separation and removing from us the things that separate us from God gives us more to dwell upon in thankfulness and awe. The bodily resurrection of Christ, the first fruits of our resurrection. This fact upon which our entire faith is based, the resurrection of Christ, is not to be underestimated. His ascension to the Father. We know him now by the presence of his Holy Spirit, but we do not see him. We will look in a later blog in more detail at his coming again. But he is with the Father. And his reign and mediation as the only Saviour of the world. He is King of kings, Lord of lords, the name above all names, and every knee will bow and every tongue acknowledge that he is Lord, and he is always working for us, even when we don't see it. His death makes our death not wished for, but glorious when it comes. Sorrow is real. Loss is real. The pain of bereavement is definitely real. And yet death has lost its sting for those who believe in God's eternal economy. Through Jesus, our Saviour. Amen.